I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hey, Al Pellets, uh, we got Mike Ritalik, Becky Haddad, and Brian Myers here by the Al Pellet, and we get to talk about something phenomenal today because there is an adult in the room. We're talking about youth and adult partnerships, and we all know that I'm not the adult in the room right now, but we do have a couple. We've got Hunter Ann Julian and Caleb Hickman from the University of Kentucky here with us. Thank you so much for being with us today here on Al Pellets. Wow, I'm excited. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I love they think it's an opportunity, you know, it's an opportunity, <laughs> it's a struggle, it's a, it's, you know, it's a burden that we all bear, but we appreciate you being here with us today. So why don't you guys uh, get us started by telling us a little bit about your, about yourselves. Yeah, so um, my name, we heard is Hunter Ann Julian, and I am born and raised in Kentucky. I did my undergrad here at UK, and I decided to come back for a little bit more. Uh, but I um, just finished up my first year of grad school, so hooray for that. We're heading into year two, but grew up on a family farm out in West Kentucky doing cattle and row crops, so uh, they asked me if I wanted to do some research on ag safety at grad school, and I figured, why not? So here we are. Very cool. Well, hello everyone. I'm Caleb Hickman. I graduated from The Ohio State University with a degree in agricultural science education and decided to move to Kentucky to complete my master's degree in, in community leadership and development. And unlike Hunter Ann, I did not grow up on a farm. I actually raised production hens and showed meat chickens at our fair and did a lot with repurposing antique tractors and being able to resell those for my supervised agricultural experience. Very cool. We, we, there are so many questions and so much that I want to learn about both of those things, but that's not the topic for today. So that just tells you what we're going to have to have a conversation later on. But why don't you get me back focused again and tell me a little bit about the, the topic for today. Right. So our topic for today is all about this thing called youth and adult partnerships. Um, that's kind of a mouthful. So we refer to it as YAP. And that was, it was something that was just kind of dropped in our lap. Like, for, like literally the first week of graduate school, Dr. Vincent was like, have you ever heard of this? And I was like, no, I barely know like how, how to get in the building right now. And he was like, well, just think about it. Well, okay. So we started investigating youth and adult partnerships. And part of our assistantship is working with this thing called the Crops Project. And the brief version is it's a school, high school ag mechanics-based curriculum. And it's teaching teachers who then go and they teach their students how to build rollover protection bars, install a new seat belt, and a new tractor seat to create a whole CROPS system, which just stands for cost-effective rollover protective system. 
And we started looking through a lot of the data that had already been collected the previous about five years this has been going on and started to notice a lot of these themes are kind of lining up with youth and adult partnership. Um, some stuff that the students were saying that they were learning throughout the program and a lot of things the teachers were saying that they were witnessing throughout the program. So we did a little deep dive into how to do these things connect and sure enough they do. Um, but what like the big thing about youth adult partnership is knowing, you know, it breaks down into four core elements and that's authentic decision making, natural mentorship, um, reciprocal activity, and community connectedness. So we are seeing a lot of those elements um, throughout our students that were participating in our program and some of the responses we were getting from them. So as you were looking at those different pieces, you know, you said that authentic decision making, natural, natural mentorship, reciprocal activity, community connectedness. Where are things already going super well? What are the things that you found that folks are already kind of doing, maybe even almost organically, as you looked at the teachers participating in the program? Like 100% without a shadow of a doubt, it was natural mentorship. And like, that was the first thing students wanted to tell us when like Caleb or myself or previous grad students would come into the classrooms, like tell us about the program. And, like, I love my teacher. And I was like, first response I was like that's really good <laughs> that's what we want um, but it kind of went deeper than that it was like I know my ag teacher really respects me and we're like well how how do you know that and like it's like well they would you know not necessarily give me the answer like they would listen to my ideas of a solution I had out in the shop um, but even went even further and students were saying like you know it says a lot about my teacher if they're willing to have like no one really wants to talk about like the dark side of like tractor rollovers or when ag safety doesn't happen. And this, it was a common theme, like my teacher's talking about this because they care about me. And so it just formed a deeper and deeper partnership between the students and teachers. And then going off of that, we also have this element of reciprocal activity, which we were able to discuss with students and our teachers that we work with. And we saw really two unique sub themes within this category. And again, ag teachers do a phenomenal job formulating relationships with their students. And those elements came through with these discussions that we had. But on the other hand, ag teachers need to make sure that they're fostering relationships with students to students. What is their classroom culture like? Are they able to formulate those relationships with students that may not that may not have had the same opportunities. So for this study, we were able to separate the, the non-farm students with the farming students. And one unique element with this curriculum is that we were able to bring both bodies together and they were able to formulate those relationships. And we could see how strong the student to student relationships were based off the CROPS curriculum. That's great, Caleb. Were there additional strategies that you used in kind of, if you had that intentional pairing, were there other mm -hmm. things that you saw teachers doing or that you integrated in the curriculum that helped with that reciprocal activity piece? Sure, so this is for everyone that's an ag teacher. Our curriculum really focused on ag mechanics, but you can use youth and adult partnerships in any form of curriculum. You just have to think about how you would utilize it. And with that said, 
authentic decision making is key when you want to give your students that autonomy to make their own decisions in the classroom that is when they feel most empowered and that's what we heard through these through these recordings is that when i feel empowered i'm willing to take my learning into my own hands and i know that my ag teacher has given me this ability to learn more about something that i'm passionate about I think that's so interesting. We, we talked, you know, whenever we do talk about youth adult partnerships, my mind automatically goes into like youth extension programming, 4-H, that sort of thing. That's kind of where that language is used. But I really appreciate it in, in this setting and, and this, this, this partnership idea and this reciprocity going on. I mean, there's the power struggle between the teacher and the student sometimes trying to break that down and still, still having those different roles but really having mutual respect for each other. So I think that's something that's awesome that honestly, as you mentioned, Kim, so many ag teachers are doing that now, but we need to be more intentional about that, really um, leveraging that to, to help connect with our students. Any other tips that you guys found to kind of help the, the ag teachers as they're going through to kind of to, to really be intentional when they're trying to do that kind of work? We would hear a lot like, you know, I, I kind of got nervous about seeing the idea of like, we're going to let the students make all the decisions in the shop and like around machinery and metal and sharp objects, like, you know, all of that. And so I, one of our teachers down actually in George, I was like, how did you, you know, kind of let go a little bit in the classroom and in the shop, but still knowing like they're going to walk away with like all their fingers, like it's going to be okay. And he said like, you know, he was always there and the students knew like when things were getting like, we we don't know that he would be there to step in and assist. Um, but it was almost like create like a foreman system. And like today, this person like really knows a lot about this particular part of the project. So they're gonna be like our student like boss or foreman leader. And so like they would all like, he said they would all like congregate and like talk and discuss and try and figure it out. And if they figured something out, they'd go and try it out. <laughs> he said they would let him know, like we're getting ready to try this just in case something happens like okay and kind of talk through and let them run by their game plan so it's kind of like before they came to me they know they need to think on their own think as a group like make sure they could think through each step kind of check through me and then we let them go I was like well that's different it might take up some more time but you could see they were way more invested coming up with some ideas like he never said I never would have thought of so that was something I thought was really cool we found while out doing data collection. Well, it sounds like that really moves from like, it, it's not just having the students solve the problems. And I think that can kind of, when we're thinking about that decision-making, we think, well, we give students a problem to solve. So like, so clearly they're making some decisions yeah. about solving the problem, but this sounds like it, there's more than just, here's a problem to solve, come up with some solutions. There's, there's more to it when we're really engaging them in authentic decision-making, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. hundred percent. Cause then like it trickles down and like, we're tapping into like, well, now they're working like student to student fostering like that teamwork and like team atmosphere. And like that just creates more buy-in. So there's a lot, it, it trickled it, it trickles down it, and that's the hope. I really like this concept and, and the fact that you, uh, like Brian said, it's kind of moved it into education and specifically into a course. But uh, as I took a look at this, I'm thinking, okay, these, these elements of youth, adult, and partnerships 
kind of our foundation for what we do in ag education uh, more broadly. And, um, and so I, I think about how it could happen occur in other classes and it can occur as part of our SAE programming. It can occur as part of our FFA programming. What are, what are some of the more common uh, principles of those, those four elements that teachers really need to think about or, or even help um, state staff who are maybe thinking about providing professional development in this area? What are some nuggets that we really could use to uh, better implement um, youth and adult program, um, partnerships. So, well, one thing like we really noticed and like, it would be such, I don't want to say such an easy PD, but, um, is that community connective piece and just really encouraging, like, if, especially I was thinking like, if I'm a new ag teacher moving to like a state or a county where I don't know anyone, how do I even begin to start like bringing community leaders or like experts into my classroom if I don't even know who they are. So, um, and that is something we kind of talked about is like even leading, it could be in the extension office or it could be statewide, like the avenues to connect like maybe new teachers to the area of people and how to bring people into the classroom um, is something I think like it's a very, it could be a very easy change and have a huge impact um, by bringing in people in the community because probably the, the students know who they are and have some sort of connection with them or maybe they don't they get to meet someone new and create a new networking opportunity there so um, for me I think like that would be maybe like the first place to start as far as like when like talk to state staff or a PD to implement so I'm going to add something for my peers that are listening to the podcast right now that know me exceedingly well when it comes to authentic decision-making, you have to be willing to give up a little bit of control in the classroom. I like to be in control of all things. So it's very hard to give up control and give it to your students. But in order for effective teaching to occur based off of our results, the students have to feel that they have, that they're making their own decisions when it comes to the curriculum that they're they're involved with and what can we do as ag teachers to give up a little bit more control we have a million different things that's going on in the classroom at a given moment but if we can just slightly say i'm not going to solely focus on this element and allow my students to work on it i believe that's when they feel empowered and that's when authentic decision making is going to take place yeah, I think it's such a big deal is part of that authentic decision making is sometimes you're going to choose the not the best answer. And then how do we help folks recover from that and learn from that? And that may mean that we have a few dead plants in the greenhouse or may mean that we have a, 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 a few two by fours that no matter how many times we cut them, they're still too short. Um, and, and just helping them, you know, get, get through all those different, different pieces there. So that, that's fantastic. Well, we talk a lot about this, this youth adult partnership, and this sounds really good. We need to have this. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but what, from your experience in here, what did you see are some of the results of this? Whenever you had a strong youth adult partnership, what happened to student motivation or teacher enjoyment of teaching or 
even achievement that the, 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 uh, with student learning and those sort of things. Yeah, there is, it, it was very uh, funny is not the word, but it was very apparent when we would be going through transcription through when we were talking with students that like who, who actually like latched onto this concept and did it well, um, and maybe some, some programs that didn't do so well. But the ones where we saw that this was really working and a priority, students were giving us responses like, because we ask a question, you know, um, what does it mean to you? Like knowing like this tractor. So part of the program is the tractor that they like put the rollover bar and the new seat and seatbelt on. It stays in their community. It goes to a local farmer. Um, usually that the students have selected or they've said like they could use, they could use this on their farm. Um, so when we ask them the question, like, like how did you feel knowing like this was staying in the community? Students were giving us responses like, you know, it shows like I can do something now. Like I know how to do this and we have the plans. Like we can do this to more tractors. We can protect more people. And we, even, we had a student even said like, it's all about keeping people safe. You saw the buy-in of students wanting to make sure like everything was right. Like no corners were cut. And even wanting to continue the project. We've had some students that went out and was like, how do we keep this going for years on end? Like. So this is an annual thing. So when we saw like they were getting to have like ownership and make decisions on the projects and knowing their teacher had their back and supported them as willing to talk to them about these things, but also that like they saw the connection to their hometown and that it was going to make a direct impact. I mean, they wanted to keep going. They didn't want the project to end. And some of them, you know, they took steps to make sure that it wouldn't end and that they're still doing it. So not just authentic decision making, but that really coming in tandem with an authentic audience. Oh so yeah. Where where are some of those places? You know, if somebody doesn't already have this crops program in their state or isn't already mm -hmm. doing this, what are some ways that that ag teachers can really embrace this model and really where where are some places where we can really apply this in local programs? For sure. Uh, Caleb, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the NIOSH. Is it the NIOSH website? Mm -hmm. These plans, so the plans we're using, like they're not like some super, super secret plans that we're keeping, like they're public. So they're on the NIOSH website and you can find um, those out there and they give you like what metal, how much, and like the actual blueprints to, to this. Um, and I think there's, a, there's other um, agriculture safety centers like scattered throughout the US and so like, I would encourage like them reaching out and just seeing like they might have a program similar, but no one's been interested in it and um, trying to like bring it back to life or get something in place. So I'll answer the second part of that question. I believe, let's just, for example, let's take into account a vet science class, okay? And then what can we do with this vet science class to foster youth and adult partnerships? Well, my mind goes to let's bring in a veterinarian to talk with our students for that community connected piece. Additionally, maybe we'll host a clinic, a dipping clinic for tick removal. I don't know, this is just coming off the top of my head. But just to be able to have that experiential education piece where students have that hands-on opportunity to work with an object that they can see that's going to go back into their community. 
And then they can have those authentic decision-making opportunities saying, well, how much application is supposed to go on this animal? And then the teacher coming back and having those conversations with their students, bringing it all back. So all four elements of YAP are being utilized. So this can be used in a multiple curriculum settings. It's just based off of you as an educator, how are you going to implement it? And Caleb, I think that is a fantastic way to wrap up what we've been talking about today. You know, this is a, this whole idea of, of youth adult partnerships and these four, four main concepts you talked about. It's not about doing more. And that's the thing we keep talking a lot about on these podcasts with ag teachers. You know, you can always feel like we're saying, do this, do this, do this one more additional thing. This is not about doing more. This is about being intentional to be more effective in what we're trying to do to, to, to help uh, our students in our classrooms and help our communities. I really do appreciate you sharing your work with, with those of us uh, here on Outpel today. Caleb, Hunter Ann, thank you so very much. Thank you all. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.